welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month. My name is Cindy. I'm Josh. Hello. And I'm excited for today. This month's horror theme is uh, back to school. We're doing Mm -hmm. academia, high school stuff. Back to school. Back to school. It's to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. There you go. Got my shoes tied tight. Billy Madison. I sure hope I don't Don't get get in a fight. (laughs) Took me a second, but I got there. I realized what you were doing. Um, we, let's see, we've done Jennifer's body. We've done the faculty, uh, battle royale. Yeah. Bat- like, I keep forgetting battle royale. Battle royale, a movie that we, I didn't positively think that enjoyed. we would talk as much and find as much depth mm. as we did. Cause like I knew there was like politics in that movie, but wow. Yeah. That movie's weirdly going to be hard to beat, but this one might do it. Okay. What are we watching today? My um, dear? we are watching a movie that I recently got my theatrical poster signed for today is hello mary lou colon i was waiting prom night too i only know about this because of the aforementioned uh um a movie that has nothing to do with the first prom night which is Uh, well you knew that was going to be my first question my first question was going to be are we watching two because it's I haven't yeah. seen one. Is that going to be a uh, problem? You would actually really like one because it takes place in like the late 70s and there's a huge like prom night dance party thing. Um, this you, movie. You do know me very well. So prom night came out and, and it had disco. some a cachet. It was a uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis movie. You know, one of the things she did post Halloween. And then this movie, uh, which was originally just entitled Hello, Mary Lou, um, was made. Uh, it's a Canadian film. Okay. Uh, from our neighbors to the north. And essentially, essentially they were like, hey, um, why don't we make this part of a franchise that already exists so it can get that like publicity bump. bump? Yeah. Okay. Um, Makes sense. That IP bump um, is not literally nothing. Every sequel that follows this, and I think there's like uh, four or five of these films total. Every movie after this harkens back to this one. Like, this is the first, the first the one. Franchise. It's like the original first one never existed. But they all become prom night because of that Jamie Lee Curtis. It's wild. Um, so, yeah. This movie's going to check a lot of boxes for okay. you. Okay. Uh, so, but, we don't need to worry about ever seeing the first one. Continue. Um, we'll watch it at some point. It's just, this one's more fun. I like this one a lot more. Um, okay. So, 1987 is the year it came out. Mm. We were but children little children okay i was what two three four 1987 five. i, I would have been seven it was five i would <laughs> i would have been seven about to turn five eight whole years old yeah um 87 is that the chat was that the challenger is uh, that the i think challenger or is that 86 maybe yeah so my best friend growing up um Matt Pryor, his sister Rebecca's birthday was on the day of the challenger. Mm. Not like the anniversary, the day of. Oh, like she was born the day that the challenger exploded? Yes. Oh, that's hard. I believe that morning. It was that's just like, hard. here you go. Um, 1987 was also the year that Reagan finally acknowledged the Iran-Contra affair. Uh, AZT was approved for the treatment of HIV and AIDS. Uh, WrestleMania 3 happened, brother. Uh, <laughs> the most important thing. Hogan slammed Andre um, in the second best match 
of WrestleMania 3. Looking at you, Savage. Um, Platoon won Best <laughs> Picture. The Simpsons debuted on the Tracy Ullman show. Love Still that going. Show. Not this, like, I love The Simpsons, but I love the Tracy Ullman show yeah. a million times. Massive fan of Tracy Ullman. Um, and then Reagan gave his tear down the wall speech in 87. <laughs> okay. So that's 87 in a nutshell. Uh, that was the year that we gained uh, Lionel Messi, Karen, uh, Karen Gillan, Sidney Crosby. Uh, plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. It was the year that we lost Liberace, Andy Warhol, Aww. Randolph Scott, Rita Hayworth, Fred Astaire, Jackie Gleason, Lee Marvin, and James Ooh. Baldwin. Whoa. Not a great year for That's the Nets. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I guess as it is, but I feel like we say that every time that it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, sometimes you're just like, wow, we gained like two people and we lost like 12. Oh, yeah. Rad motherfuckers. Uh, this movie came out October 16th of 1987. Like I said, this movie is Canadian, eh? Eh? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna love it because it's rated R and it's one hour and 37 minutes That's long. it. The Canadian, I'm so Canadian. One hour, 37 minutes. I love Counting this. about five-ish minutes of credits. I love this. You're looking at about an hour and 32, 33 minutes worth mm-hmm. of movie. I know that's so your sweet excited. spot. <laughs> Uh, this Love movie. a good movie that is only 90 minutes. Uh, this movie is directed by Bruce uh, Bruce Pittman, who would do uh, the last movie uh, in Confidential. Uh, it was written by Ron Oliver, who is the writer and director of literally dozens and dozens of Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh. They churn those things yes. out because they make a profit. Like I was going to say, they churn them out and they are beloved. Mm-hmm. Beloved. Um, this movie, he, the music is composed by Paul Zaza. Z-A-Z-A. I just like that name. I just, I like yeah. that name. Um, you've okay. heard his music a lot. Okay. Uh, he did the scores for Christmas Story. I do love the Christmas Story. Porky's, The oh. First Prom Night, and My Bloody Valentine. Oh, we do love My Bloody Valentine. If I think that was, was season yeah. two, wasn't it? If there that? was an early for us? 80s Canadian horror film that wasn't a Cronenberg film, there's a chance this dude scored it. Nice. That wasn't so. a Cronenberg film, or John Carpenter for that matter. Well, Carpenter's American. Oh, fair. Okay. So, okay, we've got our cast. Who is? Who is I take it not really Jamie Lee Curtis. Only gonna know, you're only going to know one person. Who is it? So, the first is Lisa Schrage. Uh, she plays Mary Lou Maloney. Okay. Hence, in, hello, Mary Lou. In elementary school, they would have called her, well, Baloney. Mary Lou Baloney. Mary Lou Maloney Baloney. Uh, and then we, we've got... Michael Ironside, this person you're probably okay. going to know, yep. as Bill Nordham. Uh, he was in Top Gun. He was in Total Recall. He was in Starship Troopers. He was in a lot. Always playing a hard ass. Well, yeah. He is. Always a hard ass. Is he in real life? Uh, he's in a, No. You've uh, met him, he's, He signs his name with a heart. Oh, <laughs> That's adorable. So that's a thing. Totally the opposite of what you would expect. Uh, we've got L- Wendy Lyon as uh, Vicki Carpenter. Yeah. She was most recently pretty much known other than this movie as um she was in the shape of water ah okay that's another movie we like here so uh and then we've got lewis uh ferrera who plays craig nordham the son of michael ironside uh he was in the stargate universe tv show okay so, i'm not as familiar with that fandom but i know it's a thing a lot of this movie's interesting because um, it's streaming for free. Oh, like, well, it's streaming on AMC Plus, on Peacock, on Tubi. 
so it won't be for free. Um, but it doesn't have a Blu-ray release. I was about to ask, do we have a steelbook copy or a fancy? I mean, we don't have an official release of this movie. <laughs> um, let's just say we'll be watching this movie. Okay. Um, so there you go. All right. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster of the movie and I try to uh, predict the plot. Sometimes I get it right on, right on, right on, but most of the time it is way off. Oh, this, I've seen this poster. This is the poster. It is a corpse in a, or it's a, you know, a prom queen zombie, very 80s, in a locker that's like laid out like a coffin. Mary Lou wants to be prom queen, even if it kills her again. Uh, I'm going to say that this is about a cursed... Locker, it's like a cursed, cursed locker. locker. No, no, like a cursed. Maybe it's like a time capsule, right? And they get they open up a time capsule, and there's a spirit of a girl in there, and all she wants to do is be prom queen, and I, there's vengeance and whatnot. That's what I say. You're not super wrong. Interesting. You're not super right either. You're kind of in the middle. You got some stuff. Okay. Um, this movie is ridiculous all right i think you're gonna love it that's my prediction i think you're gonna enjoy this movie and all of its banana special effects <laughs> weird psychosexual nonsense love it and odd full frontal nudity choices okay join us won't you mind the doors <laughs> She went behind the stage with Cooper. All right, that's it for Mary Lou Maloney, the 1957 Hamilton High Prom Queen. Never mind, Mr. Decay Bonehead, just give me the crown. This year, someone special is coming back to Hamilton High for prom night. Mary Lou Maloney. Mary Lou! She's been dead for 30 years. Now she's going to use Vicky's body to get her crown back. Morning, prom queen. Only nominated, not the winners. Not yet. Mary Lou Maloney has come back. Vicky. Wrong. You came with me. She will enter your body and possess you. See you later, alligator. A revenge. Another prom queen hopeful fights the big one. Cracking up? I don't know what's happening to me. She's dead. Dad, you know something about this, don't you? Sucker! No! See you later, alligator. She took the keys to my Cadillac car. They're playing our song. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom night two. We watched Mary Lou prom night two. Uh, well, hello, 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 hello Mary. Mary Lou. Right, I, I knew I was going to forget part of it. It was quite the mouthful to say, uh, um, but we watched it. It was written and designed to be shot as um, The Haunting sequel, of right? Hamilton High. Oh, that was it. Because this wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be a sequel at all. It's supposed to be a standalone. Um, the f- subsequent sequels to this movie are, especially like 
Mary Lou shows up in Prom Night 3. So this movie kind of hijacked the franchise. Well, it wasn't a franchise. This movie created a created franchise. Created a franchise. Just kind of <laughs> forgot about that first one. So Just ignore even it. Even though it's got Jamie Lee Curtis and like disco dancing in it. Nice. But, but not it's applicable a, it's to like what we slasher, just watched. slasher. Like a straight up slasher. This was a piece of work. This is like, well... Let's talk about the plot. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about what this movie is. Because it's not a slasher. No. It, all right. So there is a really bitchy prom queen named Mary Lou in I 1957. Love I love her so much. Who um, <laughs> accidentally gets hideously burned alive. By a stink bomb. Yeah. And somehow her spirit is buried in a story like a footlocker like a travel trunk in a in the storage for the theater the prop room for the theater yeah right and then we flash forward to the 80s the 30 year reunion or anniversary i guess and the people that were involved in mary lou's burning are now like the principal and the priest and uh mary lou's spirit comes back and overtakes uh, a young woman and she demands that she gets her prom queen crown vicky carpenter um because this is an 80s movie with teenagers every character's last name has to be a horror director's last name okay so she's vicky carpenter and she gets overtaken by mary lou and um hijinks ensue oh i kept the rhyme alive I'm excited by that anywho um <laughs> i enjoy the idea of hijinks ensuing well um it, yeah i mean there's it's just very weird it's huh hmm. what am i missing so uh, i'm trying to think of plot wise i mean that's kind it, of it's basically yeah she comes back um we didn't talk about the cool part of the movie where <laughs> She has taken over Vicky Carpenter mm-hmm. and then totally changes her style, her dress, the way she acts. Um, she starts oh, dressing like she's in like the, the 50s. 50s right? She starts saying, like, see you later, alligator. Um, totally changes Lou's her makeup. Phrase, I guess. Yeah, because Vicky doesn't wear any makeup really until she's possessed. And then she starts wearing like hello makeup and being like really slutty. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I don't understand why she's so intent on being prom queen killing the priest because that was the dude she just was banging instead of michael ironside young michael ironside uh he didn't do anything to her other than just like i guess be watched, a dick to young michael ironside i think the whole thing was that they just all just they, kind of watched, kind of watched her, watched, her die but she only like gets she, back at those two people she very slowly burns and everyone just kind of watches no one tries to like throw a, a tablecloth over her or pull the fire alarm Um, they just kind of go oh i will give props in this regard to to the stone cold (laughs) michael ironside who as a teenager uh in a fit of jealous rage wanting to ruin uh his now ex-girlfriend's prom queen queen moment uh gets a massive it's like it looks like a fucking stick of dynamite it yeah um, it, it does it looks like a warner brothers style out of he ordered it from acme right tnt he's gonna use it to chase down the, the roadrunner mm-hmm. um he gets 
this giant fucking stink bomb out of the trash because these two kids are conveniently just making it in the bathroom. Right. Um, and then he goes up onto the, like, the rafters of the, the fly, yeah. And then is... He lights it and throws it down, and then it, it she she does like Cindy said erupts in flame, yep. and then looks up at him and just like gives him this look of like you motherfucker. And he and to be fair, I mean he's screaming from up there like somebody stop yeah. it, like somebody help her. But why I say he is stone fucking cold in this movie? He is stone is fucking cold. The guy he's Steve Austin, he's so yeah. Cold. The guy she is cheating on him with is so traumatized he becomes a fucking he becomes priest. a priest and his entire life is like i fucked up yeah and literally every time he talks about michael ironside Mike, about it to michael ironside he's he, like shut the fuck up no one cares yeah and like, he's very traumatized he's like, by it that was he prays a about ago. it it's a lifetime ago get the fuck out of here like it's like yeah. bro well it's because i guess the the priest kind of is living his life in penance, whereas uh, Michael I or whereas what's his face the, is like the, the principal. He's principal. married. He has his own kid. He's yeah. He's he had his life has moved on. Um, we also need to talk about before we talk about the finale of this movie, when Vicky is possessed by Mary Lou and she's being hypersexual, she super gross. Makes tries to make out with her friend in the shower. No, 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 no. Super gross. Does make out with her father. Oh yeah, that too. That and he's gross. just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna stand here with my dick and, hard. Yeah, like, oh what? And, what? Then, and then the mom's like screaming. Obviously, um, you're a whore. Because she was. Um, this movie is like gross. inverse fun carry. Like, <laughs> I believe you said. This is like if Poltergeist, Poltergeist. if Exorcist, it's Poltergeist, and it's Poltergeist with a just a there's a smidge of the Exorcist um, for the possession piece, because all of like the fucking she gets sucked into a, you, a it, swirling it, chalkboard. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's literally like if Poltergeist came in and inhabited Carrie. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, it's Poltergeist, The Exorcist, and Carrie all together, all wrapped up into a fucking amazing movie. I don't know if amazing is the word I'd use, um, but it was a movie. So much fun. This movie is, it is so, silly. so much fun. So um, silly. But the no thing sense. we haven't mentioned yet is um, after she's like basically like very creepily made out with her father. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> light feathery kisses. Um, very with her friend. Very in the, in the gym shower. Done full frontal nudity. Lot in the of shower. It. Just walking around. Um, full frontal. And yep. then does what I consider to be the best kill in the movie where she uses her carry mind powers and mashes those Crunches lockers together mm-hmm. and like hamburger comes out. Yeah, she her friend is hiding in the locker so she smooshes it and so kills bad. her. So I don't know what she did wrong. But... Um, she was being a bitch. <laughs> Fuck her. Um, yeah, so she basically anyone who I think it's the thing anyone who's like a link back to Vicky's life um she tries to like distance herself Eliminate. from or kill them or anyone who like fucks with the crown like her pregnant friend who's oh, like yeah. oh, i'm pregnant and then she's like she I tries to take about that the fucking jewel out of the crown and, and so mary lou's mary like lou's you must like, die you gonna hang yourself bitch and and i'm gonna does. throw you out the window with my fucking mind powers um so yes yeah, she also does a thing where she uh gets up on the principal's desk, desk, comes across, and then straddle hit 
dry humps him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's when he's like, oh, fuck, it's Mary Lou. Right. Which is interesting because he says <laughs> when they're back in 1957, we've been dating for a year and we've never gone that far. So when she's like dry humping him and he's like, Mary Lou, like, how do you know if you've never? Hmm. I think she sa- she says like. The see you later alligator thing. And she says oh, something else that maybe. he's like, she, he's like, oh, you're back from the dead. Um, so, Mary, like Vicky Carpenter, mm-hmm. pre-possessed by Mary Lou, right. is dating the principal, Michael Ironside's son, who's kind of this nerdy idiot with a he's motorcycle. He's adorable with a, yeah. He gets her like a little gold a cross and they're like, you know, we're going we're going steady. Um, she wears his letterman jacket and all that bullshit. It's very much like the needy slash uh, young Neil character in Jennifer's Body that we watched last week. Except yeah. this movie is, I like this movie way more. <laughs> I guess. Um, and was... then they're, they're supposed to go to like the prom. Mm-hmm. And then she's like possessed, fucks him up. And then that's when Michael Ironside's like, I'm going to prom as the principal. And I'm going to shoot this child. Yeah, I'm going to kill this child. I'm going to shoot her. Um, and he does, after she wins, uh, we also... He gives her her crown. She does yeah, get her crown. We should also previously mention, because it's a fun little aside, there's a, another character whose name is, like, I think it's, like, Denise Cronenberg. Yeah. And she's, like, the Mary Lou of now, who... <laughs> It like blows oh, that dude yeah. to like make sure she wins the competition, yeah, and all this stuff. The twin prom queen, because she was like, yeah, she was campaigning for prom queen. Um, like, that's it, a the thing. one that gave us the yardstick for how much Vicky's changed when the one girl uh, supposedly hangs herself, the mm-hmm. pregnant girl, and this Denise girl's like, like the competition is just falling over left and right. Maybe she should take a hint and just let me win. And Vicky's like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Out so of nowhere. Loud. And she, like, she has not cussed really before that. Well, look, somebody just died. Um, and that was an inappropriate awesome. joke. She's not having it. Yeah. So um, there's a moment, like we said, where the principal shoots uh, Vicky Carpenter, who's possessed by, by Mary Lou. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess he shoots her with like a holy bullet because it oh. blows a hole through her. And then burned up Mary Lou comes out of the hole. Yeah, she she pretty fucking rad is actually. delivered in from the corpse. Um, and then she starts reforming into like actual Lisa Schrage, right? Nineteen fifty seven Mary Lou, while she carries the fuck out of the people at the prom. Um, it's <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> and then it, you know, he gives her her. Her crown. her crown and she then she gets her moment there's a moment like where she's chasing the sun around and she gets her crown and then the sun pulls vicky out of the trunk and then they are like oh we've won like we put her at rest after like vicky got her crown and she blew up her grave that yeah. she wasn't in which and i don't she, get yeah that wasn't uh the she priest was in the was trunk in after and the, she stabbed him in the face mm-hmm. with a cross oh right um that too how could i forget <laughs> And then they get in the car with uh, the dad, Michael Ironside. And then he's got Mary Lou's ring on. And it's like the end of... Uh, and it starts playing the song. Right. And he's like, they're playing our song. And then they ride off very, no. very Nightmare on Elm street Yeah. Um, this movie is 
way like tonally and like the way it's set up with the dream logic so the first one which i know you've not seen is is like in the vein of friday the 13th mm-hmm. it's like it's a school and there's just a dude who's going around the school and fucking killing people with like a knife okay this is like there's ghosts of a wronged of a a, a, per, a dead person who has been wronged by a group of people and has psychic powers, I mean, like magic powers. To be fair, she was only wrong by that one guy. Um, and he ends up living at the end. Well, well possessed. possessed but, she gets his body. But, which, I mean, we know that after that's over, he'll I mean, be okay. Because that's what happened with, what's no, her face? Jenny, or whatever, Ricky Carpenter. No disrespect. To go from Lisa Schrage's body to Michael Ironside's, <laughs> that's down a step. Downgrade. Down. Downgrade. You don't go down, you go up. Um... Yeah, so this movie has, like, a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street dream logic, which I believe, um, I think it was the author, this, the guy who wrote the screenplay, worked on Nightmare on Elm Street. That would explain that. So that's a thing that kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, the rules for this world aren't very clearly yeah, stated. and the effects, though, are fucking awesome. Like, there's a weird rocking horse in her room that's like horny with like a tongue. Yeah, that's gross. Um, and it's like it's like a carousel rocking horse. Yeah, like very reminiscent of the tongue gag on the phone in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> There's gross. a fucking like the she gets sucked into a chalkboard, which becomes a whirlpool. That's a cool effect. That yeah, looks cool. As that shit. is pretty cool. When she climbs out of um, Vicky's body, that looks fucking yeah. rad. Climbing out of the um, corpse. Yeah, there's like moments in this movie that that stand. It was a fun movie. Don't get me wrong, but I mean up. it. It wasn't like this is awesome. It was just like, oh, this is done better than Jennifer's body. You know, I, like no, I get that. Yeah, and like it's a thing where it it was like I said, it was written to be a standalone movie, and then when um, the Samuel Golden Company bought it, they were like, oh, we have another movie, which weirdly takes place at the same named high school. Like, that's odd, right? Meant to be. Hamilton High School. So they were like, let's make it a fucking sequel. Which is wild. Well, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Joe Bob mentioned this, and I, I think it's hilarious. So um, Ron Oliver, who was the first-time director, called Wes Craven for advice. Because he was like, I don't know how to direct a teen horror film. And Wes Craven was like, give him a scare. Give him a hard one. Set them home. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about that before uh, when talking about these type of movies. That's a pretty interesting quote. But, I mean, that's what makes it ha- That's what, I mean, essentially it's the Arkov method, right? That's what this podcast is kind of talks about all the time is this idea that you just need those three things and yeah. you'll have a successful movie. And, obviously, this fits the bill and it was one. Yeah. So, it, good demonstration. So, this movie, like, it was shot. He shot it, right? And then they looked at it and they're like, the studio's like, it doesn't work. So they had him rewrite certain scenes and reshoot a few sequences over a week and gave him $100,000. And the things he did in that week were the locker room death scene, okay. um, the rocking horse, and the chalkboard shit. Interesting. That was all like later because they were like, there's needs. And that's like all the shit I love. <laughs> he did yeah, like a week. He did on the fly. Um, yeah. Also, like the original director Bruce Pittman uh, admitted in an interview that uh, the locker room scene where they're fully naked, mm-hmm. um, the script had them both wearing towels, 
but they had a conversation and felt like it would be more impactful if they were both naked. Oh, yeah, a conversation in yeah. the early 80s, I'm sure, conversation. Um, the not Vicky Carpenter character was like, I don't know, yeah. which is why she's not, like, as naked. But apparently Wendy Lyon was like, no, I'm down. Let's do this. Well, whatever. I mean, it's your body. You do what you want. Okay, I would not watch this movie with the older generation because there's enough information missing from this movie that they would be like, think that they missed something. And I feel like it would be more answering questions than entertaining for anybody. Um, as for the younger kids at home, this again, this is like Jennifer's Body. This is a good slumber party movie, I get, I guess. Like I get that. But uh, the pacing is still... A little slow for kids these days so i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. kind of on the fence about that one i i do think because we talked about this um a little bit for jennifer's body because you thought i was talking about jennifer's body i think uh, i think this movie is the most exploitation film of anything we've watched this mm -hmm. month right of, of just like traditional exploitation film i think it checks literally every single box yeah like it has action yes like, she gets mashed in that fucking locker. Mm -hmm. It is revolutionary in the fact that they're like, here's this insane movie that came out of left field, right? Um, and then it, it's so divided critics. Like, some people were like, this movie is fucking terrible. And then other, like, critics at, like, the LA Times were like, this is, like, the blue velvet of, like, weird Nightmare on Elm Street-y, like, horror films. Yeah, and there's and there's definitely uh, fornication and uh, what's what was the other F? Uh, uh, so it's there's killing. Yes, there's oratory. Like it doesn't matter who you, it doesn't matter who you came with. It's who you leave with. Mm -hmm. Fantasy. Yes, fornication. Yes, this absolutely movie, is an I, exploitation. So did you like it? I did. Like I said, it was a slumber party movie. It for what it is, it's fun. But I like a good eighties movie. Let's go. It's the end of the month, so you know what that means. We've got to go ahead and count down our favorite picks from this, our favorite movies from this month. Four to one. Four to one. Let's do it. Number four. I have a feeling we're both going to be the same on this one. Ready? Uh, one, two, three. Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body. Yeah, I didn't um, enjoy it. Now, let's, now it's going to get interesting. Um, number three. Uh, number three for me is Mary Lou. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, three for me is The Faculty. Okay. Um, invasion of the body snatchers in high school. I enjoyed it. I like it. I just don't like it as much as the other two. Okay. Next up, uh, uh, number two. Number two. What was it? Hold on. I'm forgetting. I know what my number one is. Which one am I forgetting right now in my head? Uh, you think of the faculty? Yeah. Faculty is number two. Thank you. Um, number two is, and it was close. I had to debate about it. Hello, Mary Lou prom night too. Okay. I love that movie so much, but number one is Unfucking deniable. Battle um, Royale, baby. I fucking love Battle Royale. Battle Royale is such a, it's a fucking killer good movie. movie. It is a um, quite the killer movie, in it, fact. Yeah. It, it's it, all the, the love of Hunger Games <laughs> without that bothersome romance and friendship. <laughs> it's literally just like, I love you. I love you too. Death. Like, so good. Excellent. Um, if you are not afraid of subtitles. Um, I highly suggest that one. It's worth a watch so you were saying this month as we wrap now up october we, i was gonna say we are now entering the month of horror movies uh october how are we um, celebrating <laughs> halloween's month halloweener uh the plan is 
uh, we're going to do Halloween movies proper. Um, and the plan is uh, to do Halloween, Halloween 2. Oh, like the Halloween, the Halloween yeah, movies. Halloween okay. 4 and Halloween 5. I know we've done um, Halloween th- or Season of the Witch. Yeah, we did 3. Season, that's in Season three, 2 yeah, of our show. its own thing. Right. So my plan is um, I would like to do th- all like Halloween 1, 2, uh, 4, and 5. Uh, record them and then release them from 5 to 1. Because I cannot stand the idea of our Halloween episode this year being Halloween 5. Okay. Like, it, it can't. It can't be Halloween 5. Um, so we're starting with 5. So we'll watch them in order uh, and record them, and then we will go back and release. Like, we'll basically do them as a countdown. So oh, okay. we release the OG Halloween on Halloween. Right. Or the week of, um, because that's how it should be. It's just oh, Halloween 5. You'll see when we get there. Um, But I'm excited. All right. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. And we love you. Bye.